Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- a Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers. They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because... Those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. 
Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Monday. So you know what this is going to be. It's going to be a crucial, imperative, absolutely necessary deep dive into something that is extremely important in our beloved nation. Now, in the last two weeks, several podcasts have come out that have exposed an incredible amount of behind-the-scenes information. And we are going to be deep diving into three of those podcasts in this episode, something we have never done on a wow, Digging Deeper. We. What a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. It was a gift to us to hear <laughs> all of the stuff that was said in these podcasts, and we can't wait to break them down for you. So here's what we got on deck. We've got five clips from Kelly Flanagan's appearance on Chicks in the Office, in which she talked a lot about her relationship with Pilot Pete, and we are not going to really cover that. What these clips are about is how the producers worked that season, how she was affected by the structure of the game and what was happening. Then we got one clip from Chatty Broads in which Becca Martinez reads a piece of her contract from Bachelor in Paradise. Fascinating. And then we got six clips from the first episode of Jason Tardick's new show, Trading Secrets. He had Dini Babies on to discuss literally how much money they make from SpawnCon, how much money they were <laughs> offered to go on Bachelor in Paradise, to be The Bachelor, all kinds of crazy shit. And I mean, I just couldn't believe the degree to which they let us behind the curtain in that podcast. Absolutely not. It was jammed full of information. Definitely not what you expect from someone's first podcast episode. Often people's first podcast episode they're like oh so uh here's the vibe i think we're gonna try to talk about a lot of things uh and that's it tardic is excellent he's one of the best first time podcasters i've ever heard he's got things written yes. there is a definite structure he has great questions like that dude is prepared he is not fucking around this podcast means business no but we will he's learned from the best Okay. <laughs> I would argue the best podcaster is actually Nick Vial. The greatest. Uh, because he has a podcast okay. network at this point, which Caitlin Bristow does not. I'm just going to leave that out there. Anyone can have a network. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Tell me how to get one. I will. If I learned anything from Tardic and DD Babies, I can do anything. All right. Fair enough. Get some Bitcoin. But we're going to jump into it. Uh, this is... Digging Deeper. So, for those of you who have heard of Digging Deeper, you know how it works. For those of you who haven't, this is how it works. We play a clip, and then we come out, and we discuss it. And as I said, we got three podcasts to get through. So, these first few clips are going to be from Kelly Flanagan on Chicks in the Office. Are you ready, Pace Case, for that first clip? I'm ready. Now, were you on when you were on the show? Did you get the vibe that Peter really liked you, but was trying to just follow through with the show and what they would expect, or were you kind of? It was kind of just up in the air. Um, no, I definitely knew that him and I like had a connection right from the start. Even when we met before, you know, um, I just like knew going into the show, which wasn't my favor I'm sure people didn't like it but like I knew I had a connection with this guy and I was like all right cool I'm gonna do this show I already had like some reassurance there to be like you know I know him and 
him and I vibe on this. Like, this is great. Yeah. Like, I was sitting pretty, but I knew the girls weren't going to like that. So I was like, oh, man, like, this is a tough position to be in. Like, I know I get along with this guy, and he seems really cool. And I was like, but I'm going into a situation that's not ideal for the girls. Um, <clears throat> so as time went, like, him and I had a blast. You know, the first group date, um, him and I flew off on the plane, and we had a blast and then like later that night we went back to the hotel him and I met you know production brought us there again had a blast like we were having so much fun every time we saw each other but then there was a point in time where I just stopped seeing him right and I would ask I'd be like can I see him and um you know there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in terms of like who gets to see him when and all that that stuff and I just wasn't necessarily getting the green light to be able to see him and it's like how do you connect with someone if you're not seeing them yeah it's like great I saw you a couple weeks ago but um now you're gonna go and establish other connections with other girls like I, you know I'm kind of dropping off here if I don't see you so that's kind of in in my mindset how it was going first of all I love to remember this group <laughs> date that that Kelly was on with As the obstacle on. course. It's one of my favorite it was one group of the best dates ever. Of all time. She you have all straightforward <laughs> cheating to win. It was beautiful. It was like the only game that matters is getting time. It's a game of time. We know this. And Kelly Flanagan just was like, fuck it. I'm getting that time. I don't care about the cones. If you guys don't remember, this is the group date obstacle course that was plane themed and the women had to like run into like wind being directly blasted in their faces while peepees like screaming encouragement at them they had to change into like flight attendant outfits i believe in like porta potties it was just amazing and then kelly cheats basically at the last leg of this obstacle course against tammy Lai uh to win the play for time and it was extraordinary one of the best plays that season Totally. It was revolutionary. The thing that was, in my mind, maybe the most important aspect of it was that everyone knew she cheated. Pilot Pete knew she cheated. Tammy knew she cheated. She knew she fucking Mm -hmm. cheated. And no one cared. It was just like, yeah, and... I'm going in the plane now. Even the producers didn't uphold like the sanctity of the the (laughs) game they had created on this group day. They were like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. And so it really laid bare the fact that the only thing that matters is do anything you can to win a play for time group date. The rules of whatever that little mini game is don't even fucking matter. It was beautiful. God damn it. I mean, this is one of the most high stakes play for times you can get because it's not even just like half of the group gets to continue. Right. It's one person gets to go in yeah. PP's plane. But Ugh. that aside, I agree so with you. Good. When I heard this piece of it, I was just like back in memory lane <laughs> rewatching that whole fucking group date. But the thing that I thought was interesting about this clip specifically is she talks very openly here about how the producer sabotaged that relationship. She says, I went on the group date. I had this great connection. Mm-hmm. I got to go up in the plane with him. And then I just never saw him again. That's not by his choice. The producers have done that. And so whoever the producers had in mind to make a deep run in the game, it wasn't her. And they just refused to let her see him. He can be like, oh, I want a one-on-one date with this person or this person. They don't give a shit. They're t- they set all of that up. I can see a motivation for the producers to not want her to go far because she had met him beforehand and they, for the sanctity of the game, it's more for TRR if they can have someone who just meets him on their show. 
I'm wondering, did Kelly try to arrange knock-knocks here? Is that what she's referencing in, in terms of trying to get time with him? I don't know. We'll never know. But this was a little hint at it. And you can tell she's a little guarded in the way she's talking about it. She's not like saying the producers are pieces of shit. But that is what is inferred here. The producers did not let her see this man. They orchestrated the demise of that relationship. Are you ready, Pace Case, for clip number two from Kelly Flanagan on Chicks in the Office? Good day, Sheila. That means (laughs) I'm ready. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I'm curious, like, when you watched it back, you know, when you're watching it, it's live, Mm -hmm. and you were sent home and the conversation like kind of shifted like everybody was like oh my god we love kelly we love kelly we love kelly and then they kind of made it seem like you were a little bit of a jerk when you were leaving like that you kind of like they're like wait she seems super cocky where did this come from we didn't see this side of her when you watch that back how are you feeling did you feel like ooh, like maybe that wasn't like i was was that really what happened come on come on like it just doesn't come out of nowhere yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um i was shocked to see that you know the the producers call you and they tell you if you're gonna have like a tough week in terms of what's airing and i remember some of the things they were telling me and i was like excuse me (laughs) what and they're like yeah you said that and i was like did i say it in that order or what yeah yeah, um so you know things could be misconstrued there which i think that was uh a big one (laughs) but yeah um that was uh that was a weird one to watch back so i was like okay where where am i saying that like where where am i actually saying that but uh hey it's a show they got to do what they have to do yep, and right. you can't like hold a grudge on it yeah wow we've heard other players talk about producers giving you that call when your episode's gonna air when you're a big piece of the story they give you this call saying like tonight's gonna be rough for you or it's going to be good for you, or whatever, especially if they've done you dirty. And what she's talking about here, she never goes into specifics about when she's saying, did I really say that? She never gets into what that exactly means. I believe what she's talking about is on the episode where she has the three-on-one date, and she gets uh, kicked off. They cut, they frankenbited a piece of audio for her, essentially shitting on the other two players that were on that three-on-one, who were... Hannah and Sluice. Hannah Sluss and Victoria Fuller. Yeah, she says something about them maybe not having jobs, right? It's Yes, it's something to that effect. Like, I'm a lawyer. What yeah. are they? It's something to that effect. But she never said that. They cut together shit from ITMs, other pieces of footage they had to manufacture this villain edit for her that never happened. And here she's giving us a small glimpse into the night when the producers are like, hey, we're going to completely fuck you over tomorrow. Get ready. And she's like, wait a minute. I didn't say that shit. That is fascinating to me that the producers try to justify their shit. That job is fascinating to me. Like to call them and be like, yeah, this one's going to be a real doozy. You said fuck these other fuckers up. You're like, wait, what? These fucking lowlifes with no jobs. But she even in this clip comes out and is like, well, whatever. They got to make a TV show. You can't hold a grudge. It's like, what the fuck? How deep that goes for all these players. The kind of Sleucian protocol of it. We knew what we signed up for. And part of that is 
as we'll get to with uh, the chatty broads and Becca Martinez talking about her contract, but they do literally sign up for the producers to be able to do this, to take any footage they have of these people, recut it in any way they want to portray them in any light they want. And then, though, this phone call, like what is the purpose of that phone call from the producers? I think it's so you don't go off on social media like that listen to your heart guy was threatening to do. But, I mean, they, right. they just bury people with the threat of lawsuit. They don't need to give them this call. Does that really help? Is that just so that they can unburden their own consciences from this? Like, why give that phone call? It's so fucking strange. They must be determining that that is helpful. And I feel like it is this, like, element of control. They're like, we still control you even mm. though you're not on the show anymore. Uh, still be a company man kind of right. thing. It's manipulative as fuck. One final gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. Gaslighting. Totally. Well, to tell her, you said these things, and she's like, well, wait a minute, though. In what order? order? (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. That, to me, is like potentially one of the most sinister things that producers do is to be like, but you were this person. You did do that thing. You did say this. And it's like, you know, as a producer, you literally were in the fucking editing room as they constructed it out of nothing. And then you're telling this person that they said it. That is some true 1984 shit. I already had people message us about our player breakdown and they were like, oh, the promo where Carl, or maybe it was about Tobin, the promo where Carl is saying, I'm just here to get followers. They're like, that's spliced together. I'm like, I didn't even notice that. Maybe it is. I didn't either. I'm, this season, I'll tell you what, I try to scrutinize every season as we watch it specifically for frankenbiting and things mm-hmm. audio played on the back of people's heads and shit like that this season i'm gonna get deep into that Ooh. i'm gonna really focus on that yeah shit i don't alone. think you've been getting deep enough into this stuff i think it's like clues really throw yourself <laughs> into the game you know give it your all <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> Your surface are- level analysis of this stuff, it like won't won't do anymore. <laughs> there are many elements of our beloved game, and I can go deeper into some of them. I'm aware of that, and I'm working on it. Thank you very much. Are you ready for the next clip from Kelly Flanagan on Chicks in the Office? I knew what I signed up for. Why were you at the finale? because i remember that everyone was so fucking confused during this finale because first of all you got pete getting engaged to hannah ann and then you got madison on stage and barb's involved and then in the middle of all of this they go barb is like i love kelly yeah yeah barb's like i love kelly and they're like and we have a special guest in the audience kelly flanagan's here and then we didn't see you again for the rest of the night why were you there? To be honest. And you weren't at the Woman Tell All. I was not invited to Woman Tell All. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I, I don't necessarily know. I think I think a lot of me, I was like close with the girls and I would try to diffuse a lot of the situations and you can't have that on a show. So, you know, when some of my girlfriends would be like, oh my God, I'm so pissed off. I'd be like, don't worry about it. It's okay. And you can't have that, which, you know, like to me, I just have to let people be themselves, but... I don't know. There's a part in me to be like, no, 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 like, go figure it out. Not invited to the women tell all. There was a bunch of information in this clip. That is one piece of it. The producers call her up and they say, we fucked you over. Get ready for this bad episode. 
then you don't even get to come on Women Tell All. And that's not just a slight to her. That fucks with her money. Women Tell All is where you can, it's your last chance really to boost your social media image, to potentially get on Paradise, to get maybe a little bit of a bump if you can get a hot seat or something like that. So they're fucking with her money at that point. And she made it far enough in the show. She should have been Sixth at the Women Tell All. I mean, they often have the top 15. So they're just fucking her over blatantly with regard to the Women Tell All. But the other piece of information in this clip is that she, we now know why they didn't invite her and why they Frank invited her. She was diffusing the fucking problems the producers were creating. When the producers were making players pissed off, she'd be like, calm down. And she didn't say it here, but I think it's inferred that she probably told the players, like, yeah, the producers are trying to fuck with you. Yeah, she didn't take her champagne. (laughs) She diffused champagne gate is what she (laughs) is neglecting to say here. (laughs) (laughs) She tried to stop champagne gate, and that was her fatal error. That's why the producers turned her into a villain and kicked her off when they did, because she was throwing a wrench in their works. I have an alternate theory, though. Do you remember... What happened when she wasn't at the Women Till All? It circulated all these rumors that she was actually the winner and that she was secretly oh, pregnant and all this shit. Right. And I'm like, maybe this was all part of trying to like confuse the ending. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's two six dimensional chests. Yeah, I think the producers were just like, fuck her. She's not coming. I, that is what it seems like to me from this. But this idea that she was a player, I mean, first of all, she wasn't a player. She didn't go through the normal casting process and all that. She met Pilot Pete before this fucking season. Well, she was cast when she met him, right? Exactly, yeah. And so they never viewed her as a legitimate player from the beginning. She was a prop to them. And then when she came in and she wasn't playing the game, not only was she not Mm -hmm. playing it, she was trying to fuck it up by helping other people play it she wasn't stressing during the three-on-one. She was taking naps on the chaise. Oh, God. She, she was so fucking good. I, it's just fascinating to hear this to me, that she was a player who... I, I long suspected players did this when producers would do shady shit, and they would just be like, yeah, the producers, like, blow it off. She's essentially saying she was that player. That's interesting. I, I wonder if she's right, if this is the reason. I think it has to be because we've seen them punish players who don't play their game before. You remember what they did to Mm -hmm. Colton on BIP where they just had that uh, short scene of several of the players who kissed him. um, Tasha, Tasha, even, yeah, saying he was a bad kisser. He wasn't even anywhere near that season. And they just have these players shitting all over him. The producers like to punish players. Like, that's it. Plain and simple. We've seen that a bunch of times, and I think Kelly here is essentially confirming it, that they tried to destroy her entire run in the season because she wouldn't uh, play by their rules, and maybe they should have known that from the beginning with that group date. Rules don't mean shit to her. Are you ready for the next clip? Ready. Here we go. Sorry, I no, never no, mess- I never mess it or I never answered your thing about after the final rose. But to be honest, I don't necessarily know why I was there. Um, 
but I was mic'd up. So I don't know if they had like a plan B. Right. Um, if something like. If Barb didn't give them what they wanted. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they were probably like, oh my God, look, this yeah. woman's going off. We don't even need Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was mic'd up and they never, they never spoke to me. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know where that was supposed to go. If there's something else there. And you what? and Peter weren't like talking at that time. Mm-mm. Interesting. She was mic'd up, but they never asked her a single question. I was wondering whether they had cut out some conversation with her. We saw this just on Matt James's season. Heather Martin was also at the Women Tell All, and not only was she mic'd up, she was fucking sitting in a chair ready to roll, and they cut her out of the whole thing, like visually as yeah, well. at least they showed the front of Kelly's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least we got to see her. But, I mean, this was fucking fascinating to me, too, that it's like clearly they had something in mind for her. They had some segment that they were potentially going to use with her or she wouldn't have been there. We, we obviously saw they can eliminate her from the women tell all as much as they want. They didn't invite her to that. So now she's at after the final rose with a mic and they just never go to her. You're making a whole thing of it. It's not like she's at the women tell all and they cut her, didn't use her footage or whatever. They're specifically inviting her there to a situation you wouldn't normally think the sixth place person would randomly be at. I don't know if you remember this at all. During this time, because she wasn't at the Women Tell All, people were talking about, oh, the producers hate her, she's persona non grata, all that kind of stuff. And there was a rumor that came out at some point, I believe it was before this, or shit, maybe it was after, because maybe it was during the Bachelor's Greatest Seasons or whatever, but she said in some interview that they locked her in a closet. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Yeah, and then Dark Lord Harrison oh, had to no. be like, we didn't lock you in a closet. Tell them we didn't lock you in a closet. And she's like, well, it was in a closet. But they basically would, when she wanted to see... Oh, on the show she did. She was locked in a closet. Yes, I do remember that. I thought you meant that. But I think, I actually think that might have been after the, after the final rose. Nonetheless, I believe her appearance there was meant to serve as kind of proof that the show and... Kelly Flanagan are on good terms, and they just showed mm. her for that. Like, look, she's here. We like her. She likes us. But they don't let her talk. But they mic'd her up. I think that was for show. I think that was to make her that think make she her was going to get to talk. Exactly. Oh, my God. I think you're right. Probably was a fake mic. I mean, can you imagine? I think at the time, she's living in Chicago at that point. They're like, fly out to L.A. We want you to come out. Here's your mic. All the shit. You have to, like... That's a weekend gone, a week gone, whatever, in preparation yeah, for this. Get your hair, makeup, costume. Getting super nervous, having anxiety about coming on the show. What the fuck is going to happen? And then nothing. You just sit there and shut up. Oh, God damn it. to meet Moines, though. <laughs> that is true. She did get to sit next to a bachelor. But I just found that clip to be fascinating because you get a little bit of behind the scenes about like the production techniques and what the producers do to people at these after the final roses where they just fucking discard you ready for the next clip <laughs> yep was there like a a sh bachelor peter and like a real life Peter, you know, because I think it goes for everyone on the show, but yeah, uh, right, definitely. Because right. I think it was yeah. it, after the season, it became very hard for people to not think of Peter like as how he was on the show. Yeah, no, I mean, 
Yeah, no, you, I mean, they're not going to go on the show and, and hey, like, all power to Peter and all that stuff, but, you know, they're going to represent a guy on the show that everyone wants and everyone's amazing, and, right. like, you're talking about that in interviews, oh, this guy's amazing, blah, 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 and then you come off and you're like, oh, some of your hobbies maybe don't align with mine, um, like, you know, it, again, it's not a bad thing, but, like, he loves Pokemon cards, and he loves, like, playing video games, and he loves, like, going out and partying, and... There was a while I was like, all right, trying to convince myself that that's so what I liked. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, Kelly, let's be let's be honest with yourself. Like, is that does that right, add right. up for you? And right. I was like, yeah, probably not. I included this clip specifically for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where she lost me. The way she says Pokemon is in a diminutive way. <laughs> he likes Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. PP and I both like Pokemon and party. Wow. What a thrill. Is it a coincidence? Uh, this obviously had very little do- to do with gameplay. There's some mention in here of the kind of duplicity of all players when they go on the show, that there is a version of themselves that exists within the game that is not necessarily who they actually are. But we all know that. It's social media. It's parasocial media. It's everything we talk about on our show kind of constantly. But I just put this in here because I know that you like Pokemon and I thought you would enjoy <laughs> this clip. I and do enjoy it. By the way, fantastic. Uh, we did know PP on the show as loving to party from his uh, conversation with Jet and Jack in which he was like, but PP, you love the club. PP was like, no, I could go with a religious rig winner. (laughs) That was the last clip from Kelly Flanagan on Chicks in the Office. We highly recommend you go listen to that entire episode because she goes into great detail about her relationship with PP and how it ended, what was good about it, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, PP issued his own rebuttal to that on his podcast with Dustin Kendrick, Bachelors in the City, this past week. It is a very interesting duo of podcasts to listen to. Highly recommend you go listen to Mm -hmm. both of those. Now, this next clip we are going to play comes from a podcast you might have heard of called Chatty Broads. We love the broads, Jess Ambrose and Becca Martinez. And this week, they started talking about how the producers are cracking down on some of these players that are spilling tea. Jed Wyatt, for example, who tried to come out with his own podcast to clear the air about whether he did or did not cheat on his ex-girlfriend, on Hannah Brown, et cetera, et cetera, and the producers shut him down. They talk about Luke Parker from Hannah Brown's season, how he was sued by the producers for going on a podcast while he was still under contract, and they successfully sued him for $100,000 to make an example of him. And as they're having this conversation... Becca Martinez pulls up one of her contracts from our beloved game and she reads a little bit of it. And what is revealed in this is stunning. It is shocking and it is invaluable in terms of getting the bigger picture about what truly is Seleucian Protocol. What are they signing up for? Because here it is in black and white. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, and I think you probably do, because after Becca Martinez delivers this reading of some of her contract, 
and we dissect it. We then go into six clips from the first episode of Jason Tardick's new podcast, Trading Secrets, in which he and Deanie Baby Zungler very openly discuss how much money they're making from every appearance in the show, their spawn con, and what their basic strategies are in terms of podcasts and turning their performances in-game into a lucrative social media post-game career. So please join us in the bottom of the pit. Not only are you going to get the rest of this episode, you're going to get every Patreon episode we've done, which at this point is quite a bit. I don't even know how many there are. We also do live shows every Monday night at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. And as a brand new season of Bachelorette is just about to start up next week, those 7.30 live video shows are going to be pregame shows where we talk about what we're expecting from the upcoming episode that night, what to look out for, what players and plays we are most looking forward to. So you can join us for that. And those videos are always available to watch, even if you can't make them live. They're still on the Patreon, so you can check them out. I'm always dropping songs in there. We got Creatures of the Weekend now (laughs) popping up from time to time. So please head over to patreon.com slash Game of Roses and join us in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit you can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.